I know. I would love to say that I go to the gym, I run a mile every day, but I so don't. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Sailing Business Growth. Lindsay was introduced to us by show guest number 102, Jan Ilunga. Lindsay is a serial entrepreneur, client-appointed taskmaster, plus project ninja and warrior content marketer for life and business coaches, accountants and other online entrepreneurs across the globe. CEO and founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, she leads a rockstar team to support entrepreneurs who are seeking fast-paced business growth but finally have come to the realisation that they can't do it alone, do it all and do it well. She is also the host of Smooth Business Growth Podcast plus Smooth Business Growth Flash on Alexa and loves sharing practical tips, business building and content marketing strategies. An expert in all things content marketing, she and her team focus on leveraging content to attract and convert customers faster and build strong relationships along the way. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Business Growth. Welcome Lindsay, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me across the uh, ocean there. <laughs> exactly. Well, but it just shows we're all we have so much in common. You know, we've just been having conversations about what I call a caravan and you call a trailer. You know, we've yep. been talking solar power and living the dream, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so start by telling us a bit about who you are and what you do and crucially where you do it. Sure. So I am in Ontario, Canada, and uh, I live in a very rural community. So I'm looking outside to fields and bunnies and groundhogs. (laughs) And um, I help uh, clients, coaches, authors um, do their content marketing. So whether that's blogs, videos, podcasting, sales funnels, email marketing, um, you know, some web stuff, landing pages, all that good stuff. Um, I help plan and strategize and create and publish and promote and optimize and anything that has to do with content marketing uh, we touch. Lovely and you by the sound of it work from home? I do absolutely yeah and wouldn't have it any other way. No no exactly or or unless it was the trailer obviously. Yes and I have worked (laughs) there from the trailer although that is a little trickier with the kids. You're on the computer what are you doing? Exactly. So it's interesting. I interviewed somebody else recently about uh, particularly uh, what does she? She does SEO, and she was talking about how important blogging, for example, mm. has been and is, and that you know, if she if she had to do anything or if she had any regrets, she'd say it was that she didn't create enough content as she was building her mm. business. And I used to do 
social media marketing. I used to teach people how to use WordPress. I've changed um, since that, but sort of mm. 10 years ago, that's what I was teaching. And I, you know, I said to her how I sort of, I myself sort of thought, oh, it's got a bit, um, you know, old hat. There's, you know, it's not as important as it was. Now we've got, you know, Facebook advertising and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, has its time passed. And she was raving. <laughs> content and, uh, yeah. so, so now's your time to rave about it too because that's what you do all the time yeah. as well I know and I think it's um it's just layering it right and really understanding where your ideal client is hanging out you know what yeah. do they enjoy to do because maybe your ideal client maybe they're not even listening to podcasts maybe that's just not their jam um you know maybe they're not in LinkedIn maybe they love, love, love videos. So you you naturally want to, you know, do more videos, whether it's live Facebook or, you know, uploading them in YouTube and what have you. But you just, you can't be everywhere. And so come to grips with that. It's, it's all good. <laughs> um, but just being really selective and really thinking about your avatar and your ideal client, where they're hanging out, what they like to do. Um, do they, I have one client where, they don't read like I mean they read but <laughs> they okay. they don't have the time or they're just their lifestyle is that they will not read a long article they will not read a big fat ebook um, it's more like webinars videos checklists so you have yeah. to know that so that you know what type of content to create so that you're not creating content for the sake of creating content mm-hmm. somebody I follow talks about uh, what does she say? She says, uh, sell as you buy. And that sort of translates for her and for me into, I don't do video because I personally hate video. <laughs> I have got, I have not got time to watch video. And as a result, I don't watch video. And I've tried to create video stuff over the years thinking, oh, I should, that's what everyone else is doing. I should. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, it doesn't suit me. But as you've just said, you know, there will be other people like me and her who are in my target market. And I therefore don't need to do Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's also your comfort levels, right? I mean, there are some things where I was not comfortable being on video. I was not comfortable. I was scared crapless to start a podcast show, (laughs) but I sucked it up. And the first few were horrible, Um, but I got better. And then I actually enjoyed it. I sort of forgot that other people were going to listen. And then I was having a conversation with somebody else. And now I love them. But I mean, sometimes you, you do have to get out of your comfort zone in order to you know move forward and yes. video is really important like you know with facebook and facebook's algorithms and all that hoo-ha but um but yeah you also have to play into your own strengths and and comfort yeah. to some degree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so tell us a bit about how you got into this and, and why you do what we what you do in common with quite a few of my guests recently you're doing something that you probably didn't imagine you'd be doing when you were at no. school because it didn't really <laughs> exist then did it <laughs> No, so, no, it's not. So, how did you get to where you are, and why did you do it? I know my path was a bit weird. I had my own business when I lived um, in British Columbia, and it was actually exporting trucks to the states for wholesalers, so all the customs and all that stuff, DOT. Um, and then the dollar, you know, went, bleh, and so that kind of business uh, depleted. And then I, you know, had small kids. I worked for somebody else in like, you know, executive positions. Um, and then I was just like, oh, I really, you know, I have more potential. 
I want to earn more money and I don't want to answer to somebody else. And just with the small kids, right? I want to be home. I want to, if they're sick, not freak out like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, and have days off or afternoons off if I want. So I was like, racked my brain like what the heck could I do online and connected with a few people and then I started to do like VA work on the side I was working for another company part-time making a whopping $11 an hour and um, I was not enjoying it and then the VA stuff and the online stuff I was like oh man the opportunities out there and I just thought it was really cool and exciting and then I was juggling both burning the candles at both ends and I was like, okay, something's got to give. And so it was like, I'm either all in or I'm not because I can't continue the way I am. So I took the leap and um, got a couple of clients and, you know, made good, way more money than I was making before with the hours that I was doing. Hmm. And then once my kids were in school, school, I was able to dedicate uh, full time and yeah, I just started to get a team into place because of course, you know, dollar hours equal dollars and I was kind of capping myself. There's only so much one person can do. Yeah. And and then I took a turn that there was some VA stuff that I didn't like doing and just like, how do I scale my business and grow? And I was just loving content marketing. I was, you know, my clients were getting amazing results and I love the creative aspect of it. And so I scary as it was i niched down and i said no to people <laughs> no i can't work you can't be my client because i don't want to do those things anymore which freaked me out yeah. um but as yeah. soon as i did that i just got a flood of clients i grew fast um and yeah i i love it excellent so you've moved from being a uh, uh, one man one man one woman yes <laughs> organization to working with other people tell us how that um works for you because i think that's actually quite a massive transition for for most mm -hmm. people isn't it to go from doing everything yourself and being in control of everything and then actually yes. you know not being in control of everything how, how did you go through that transition it was hard man i am a control freak <laughs> and so i tried to find things that I could easily like template or like systematize and teach someone. And then they do a little bit and then I gain trust and then, you know, slowly add more on and then add more on. And you, could, you can't release it all at once, right? That's too scary. Um, yeah. And so that worked really well. And, but it even made me realize that things that I did, I needed to document like the procedures, the steps, do screencasts on how to get it done um, so that I had like a foolproof routine and system for doing X, Y, Z, you know, mm -hmm. templates and documents. And, and then I was, once I did that, and it's a lot of work up front, not gonna lie, but it is worth it in the long run. And then I was able to hire another person. It's like, okay, I've got a system, it works. Let's teach them how to do it so that I don't have to do it. And um, and just kind of grew from there. I mean, that yeah. one point where I grew really fast, a little too fast and like, oh my God, that was such a hard month. I had so many tears, so much stress, <laughs> but I realized that my systems had to change because I had, I had more team, I had different things that they were doing. So I had to revamp all my systems 
I changed from Basecamp to Teamworks, the project management tool, mm -hmm. so that I could better scale and create templated tasks um, and due dates and stuff to get better organized. Um, and yeah, so it's just a matter of getting those systems and templates and instructions in place so that it is, you know, and if someone's sick one day or leaves for whatever reason, that it's easy to have someone else pick that up where they left off. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you, you just touched briefly on project management tools that you're that you're using. Tell us a bit about your systems, because obviously content marketing is, is like sort of lots of moving parts and oh it's quite, gosh, it needs to be yes. quite consistent, doesn't it? It does. Everything I do is templated. So whether someone has a blog and it's being promoted on social media or we are doing full podcast production and promotion, we all of our like you upload a task list. It's all cookie cutter assigned to who, what the due dates are, the instructions are in there so that you never miss a step because it's all in there. So it's consistent. Um, and Teamworks, I love because you can make those templated uh, task lists and projects and, you know, duplicate them kind of a thing. And you can upload instructions in there. You can set recurring tasks. Um, and it's a way for I collaborate with my team. You know, they put stuff in the comments, they tag me, then I can proof, you know, what's in there. And then things just get done tickety-boo. I can easily dive in there and see where my team is at with certain projects. Or I have my um, my business partner, you know, go in there and see how my team is doing. So it is easier to collaborate with people and have different team members in there. Um, I mean, no project management system is perfect. There were features that I wish it had, but I'm pretty happy with it. Mm -hmm. So what does a, a, a sort of typical day look like for you now that you are managing a team rather than necessarily doing all the work yourself? Uh -huh. You just every, swimming around. Every day them. is, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I wish. No, I, there are some VIP clients that I have that I'm very high touch in regards to, you know, projects and campaigns that are going on. Um, you know, I still play in Infusionsoft and get some things kind of set up and stuff. Um, but mostly overseeing my team in regards to where we're at with the project. I'll meet with my clients and strategize and plan. Um, you know, I'm typically the touch point with my clients. So email them. I'm obviously in contact with all, you know, all of my team members to make sure everything's going tickety-boo. Proofing um, content because I still have that control freaky part of me. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like I still want to look at it and just double check um, so I do that as well and obviously I'm working on my own business you know I was uh, working on some landing pages uh, yesterday uh, for my biz and um, and some of the planning so it's mixed mm -hmm. every day is different and of course you know battling the inbox <laughs> like we all do <laughs> yeah yeah so so what about tools and apps what what other um you've already talked obviously about um teamwork mm. what but what other tools and apps would you recommend i could not be without my google calendar if there's something that i like absolutely have to do or else <laughs> then i mm. put it in my calendar in green um my appointments in red so i do color code things um and same with google drive just you know, keeping all the documents organized, especially the client work, um, you know, campaign uh, asset spreadsheets, 
um, and collaborating with the team, proofing them, editing things. I could not be without Google Drive. Um, I, I can't even imagine. Um, Teamworks, of course, and G um, Jing, TechSmith, whatever you want to call it, but screencasts. Some people mm -hmm. use Loom. Loom, is it? Yeah. Um, but being able to do videos of sharing my screen to explain something for one of my team members, or even, because sometimes typing, uh, it, it's hard to get your concepts out, right? So sometimes I do screencasts for uh, my clients to kind of give them project updates or kind of share some ideas. Um, I find it much more efficient than always having meetings because they, they can drag on. Um, and yeah, it just kind of gets to the point and gets things done quicker. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, I do that apart from the fact that I don't like video. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my, my, they can see my screen and hear me. Yeah. Yeah. See me. <laughs> yeah. Now I do have to admit to procrastinating on those uh, videos for my VAs as well, which is why they keep saying, you know, what can we do next? I'm like, hang on, hang on, I've got to get this for you. But it's probably more about the fact that I've got to record them a video. <laughs> God, I probably do at least four a day. I swear, because sometimes yes, it's just yeah. easier to, to talk something out, right? And yeah, yeah. and you have yeah. only five minutes in a screencast. So you're like forced to be concise. <laughs> oh, you see, that's where it all go horribly wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what about um, keeping yourself full of energy for running this business? What sort of things do you do around the sort of self-care piece? I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I was going to say water then. I was about to say, oh, that's no, really no. good. After no, I drink hours. a lot of wine too. <laughs> um, I'm... I, I do have some time to myself in the morning and I need that quiet like peace to clear my head, um, which I, I really love. Um, and I keep like my hours are important. So like, you know, four thirty five o'clock, I'm, I'm typically done because then it's like kids time. Right. So and I don't I was able to position things where I hardly work evenings anymore unless there's, you know, I'm going away and I got to get some stuff done before I leave. Um, because otherwise it, it's too much. I can't sleep. Um, I need my sleep, man. And, uh, and yeah, just when I'm not working, I'm like, you know, have a lot of fun with my friends and family and enjoy my deck and go camping. And, and yes, I do drink the wine. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, only, you know, in the evenings, not all day. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said sleep is important. Is it something that you find easy to do? I just interviewed somebody earlier who said that she didn't used to have many hobbies and sleeping was her main hobby and she just oh could God, sleep all the time. Yes. Not something I've ever been very good at, but uh, is, is that something that, do you have rituals and routines to enable that to happen? Or I guess you got, have you got young children? What sort of age are they? Yeah, they are 10 and uh, 13. So, oh, so they're, they don't they're, wake up too early. <laughs> no, thank God. I know. As soon as they were six and they were able to like get their own bowl of cereal, I was like, yes, victory. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, um, yeah, I just, I need my sleep. Um, mm -hmm. I read a lot at the end of the day, uh, just to clear my head. And, um, I usually don't have a problem sleeping. I'm usually out like a light, <laughs> but I need eight hours. If I don't get eight hours and I like have a few nights where I don't sleep well, I'm a rack. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. There's so much research nowadays about how important sleep is, isn't there? I was reading one of my friends shared about um, how teenagers are really struggling because they start school too early and they need more yes. sleep, you know, and, and quite often they they sleep late, you know, go to sleep late and get up late, which is... Uh, I know, bad habits. Yeah, or they're messing yeah. on their devices. Yeah, my kids are not allowed to have their devices up in the morning when they go to bed. Mm. But just, you know, how important sleep is, but how yeah. in some ways we don't really set society up for that to, to happen, certainly at, you yeah. know, at that, such an important age. Because you're you're pushed to get more done in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So relaxing, you've talked a bit about um, camping, you've talked about sleeping and drinking wine. Anything else that you do? <laughs> Although that all sounds oh, great to me. I know. I would love to say that I go to the gym, I run a mile every day, but I so don't. <laughs> Me neither. We do need help. So we do, uh, we've been cutting down the carbs and, uh, you know, do our best. To, we, you know, I don't buy processed food. Um, so I'll, I'll say that helps. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Body well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back talking a bit about the uh, content marketing. Uh, what sort of top tips have you got for home-based coaches and consultants for the sorts of things that they should be thinking about? We've already said it's about their audience and being clear mm. about where their audience are hanging out and creating content for that. What else would you say? I would say um, a mistake that a lot of people do is that they're focusing on what they have. Like, I've got this course and it can help you do this, this and this. Um, or I've got, you know, an event coming up and they're sort of focused on what their services are instead of being focused on what their avatars pain points are. So right. like for me, like one of the bigger pain points that a lot of my clients have or come to me about is that they, they have a hard time um, doing their content marketing and getting it out consistently. Um, it's usually sporadic. So, you know, I share tips of like, or share stories of like, yep, been there, done that. And I still battle it every now and then, but, um, and tips on how to systematize and get in a ritual and starting with one thing and doing it well, and then building on it. So, you know, I've got my social media roadmap that's on my website. Um, so I do talk about those kinds of things or, you know, just thinking about what is it that they struggle with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and leading with that. And then it's like, give them some tips and solutions and then your offer. So you, you have to go in on it on that angle versus leading with what you're offering. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it reminds me of, um, Lisa Sasevich always used yeah. to talk about um, you're selling the destination, not the plane, because yeah. there is a tendency to talk about, you know, how it's delivered rather than what you actually get as a result of it. That's exactly right. Yeah, I love mm. Lisa Sasevich. Um, mm. Yeah, and then it's just, yeah, you have to be consistent. I mean, some people think it's a nice to have and not a need to have but you do need it. I mean, imagine, and I've been there, I've like needed an accountant or looking for a yoga company or whatever it may be. I check out their website and I'm like, all right, that's cool. But then I do always go to their Facebook. And then if they, 
if their imagery on their Facebook, like their banner and their picture doesn't match their website, I'm like, what? Like, it's just kind of confusing. And then if their posts are like, they haven't done a post in like two to three weeks, then I'm like, are they going to be around if I have a problem? Like, are they reliable? Are they successful? Like mm -hmm. these thoughts run through your head, right? Or if all the posts are all promo stuff, oh, look what I have, look what you can buy, that I'm like, meh, like they're just in it for the money, they don't care about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So consistency is really key. What, what tips do you have for people to be consistent and you know somebody put on my LinkedIn this week um because I share quite a lot of content that I read articles that I read yeah. and he said you know wow you read so much you know how do you read all of this and I thought well actually I, I don't feel like I read enough but yeah I have a process so you know I have I save all my articles in pocket I um I tag them and then they automatically go to my buffer account um and Sweet. then they go out so I'm not doing it um individually enough and i know that but i am actually doing it so consistently content is going out because you know i have batches of time where i you know do a lot of reading tag a load of stuff and then it all gets added to a, a queue and, and out it goes so it's not perfect but it is consistent um and i think you know for me that that's what i need to do i need to have a process and i need to make it easy otherwise it won't happen um yeah. but clearly he he picked up on it thinking that i was you know producing loads of yeah you know, interesting awesome. content and really <laughs> it was just i mean it was obviously the intention i wanted you know him to have it was what the, yeah. the end result i wanted him to have but you know i'm not actually making lots of effort to do that it's just that i've got this process so what 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 do you recommend from a consistency point of view i mean obviously it depends on the platform and depends on the mm. type of business but what, what sort of sort of ways can people be consistent with what they're doing I think one of the biggest things is people don't realize that they can take one piece of content, multiply it and pick little pieces out and rearrange it. So you're not mm -hmm. having to reinvent the wheel every week. Like mm -hmm. even if you're putting out a blog a week and then, you know, you can extract, you can make a video of that exact same blog or even two videos. People are not going to notice. You can do a podcast episode of you talking of that thing you can um you're obviously going to share the blog so there's like four posts right there you can take i call them snackable bites but like if your your blog explains you know the seven best ways to travel then you could easily pull out each of those seven things and make a statement or a statistic or a quote and then have a nice picture to go with it. So you're extracting little pieces of it out mm -hmm. and there's like another five posts. And then if you do a video of it there, you know, share that five times and then, you know, share someone else, like you do share someone else's information three times a week, boom, you're done. And if you mm -hmm. just plan that, okay, I'm going to write four blogs or contract it out, whatever. Once, you know, what uh, the first week of every month, and then next week, make all the extra posts and the graphics, get someone to pre-schedule it for you the week after, boom, you're done. If you schedule those chunks of time in your calendar, then it it's not so, you're not going from week to week and you're not stumped and freaked out. No, 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 really good advice there, thank you. So what about your own uh, learning and development? You're, you're obviously creating content for people, are you consuming it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, I do um, belong to a coaching program. So there's tons of awesome information uh, in there that pertains to me and where I'm at in my business. Um, I do, of course, subscribe to um, a ton of marketers so that I can also see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of their approaches. I love Frank Kern, Brandon Burchard, Russ Rufino, um, you know, Dean Graciosi. So there's tons of marketers out there that I'm like, you know, I'll see a campaign and sign up and I'm like, oh, I love what he did on the thank you page. That's a really smart approach. So kind of seeing what they're doing, because clearly they're successful in making millions. Um, <laughs> so that I find really useful, um, you know, social media marketing or um, social media marketing. You know who I mean, right? I can't yes. think of their name. Examiner, that's the word. Um, thank you. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so I subscribe to them, and then if something grabs my attention, I'll read it. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. So I do subscribe to because uh, I, I don't necessarily have the time to like go out there and find stuff. So I just subscribe and let it come to my <laughs> inbox, and mm -hmm. then yeah, I'll pick up on things. Or sometimes I'll like see something and I'll tell one of my team members, hey, this looks intriguing. Go research it and then come back to me with information so I can see if I want to use that moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is just so much out there, isn't there? And oh you know, we're, we're saying, you know, how important content is. Well, <laughs> there is tons of it, but it's it's that it's finding those trusted sources, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Lovely. So last couple of questions. Firstly, what happens when it all goes horribly wrong? When you have a bad day, how do you deal with that? I drink more wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good one. I do that too. <laughs> um, yeah, some days, you know, all hell does break loose and you're like, you know, yeah. Um, I, I do have a couple of close friends that, you know, live elsewhere and we text, uh, we message. It's like, you know, or we'll call, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh, this is going wrong. Do you have any, you know, help to fix it? You need mm -hmm. to have people that are also entrepreneurs that have gone through the same thing. Uh, and of course, there's, you know, the coaching mastermind group that I'm a part of, you know, I message in the Facebook group and ask questions to, you know, get some feedback. Um, and some days just suck. And, you know, you just got to mm -hmm. like, I'm going to wake up the next mm -hmm. day and, you know, go like gangbusters. Um, but yeah, I'm very, yeah. I'm very solution oriented. So like if something is not right, I'm like, okay, I just have to calmly think, what can I do to fix it now? And then also, what can I do to change things like for the future? Is it a system I need to change? Is it expectations of my client or my team members that I need to change? Like, what is it that needs to be adjusted so that yeah. this doesn't come up again? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. And then those days where you get to live more, where you get to do the, more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do, what do those days look like for you? Camping. Um, the summer, we've been camping <laughs> so many times already. I'm going away again with friends on Saturday. Um, yeah, I just, I, I have to unplug and I love being outside, especially in the summer in Canada. You know, it feels like it's too short. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I just love being outside um hanging out with friends and being social <laughs> yeah yeah no me too see it's not just the wine the camping's good too exactly <laughs> and better, camping and wine <laughs> and you're made in the shade 
<laughs> Lovely. It's been great speaking to you, Lindsay. Um, yeah, tell people how they can find out more about you and how they can connect with you. For sure. So if they go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, there's of course a start here page and a contact page. And I do have a 20 minute uh, free consultation. So if anyone wants um, yeah, to know how I can support them in their business growth and take more off their plate, um, I'm here for you. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It was awesome. All this information is available in the show notes, which you can get to if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 122. And my intention this week was to draw your attention to a post that I put on the website, uh, which is all about work-life integration and uh, gives you some tips to think about in terms of uh, integrating your work and life so that you are well and stress-free. I've recorded this about eight times so far. I'm going to give up now. I'm not going to explain what the blog post is about or give you any further hints about it. I will just say, please do hop over to powertolivemore.com and have a look at the blog and read the article and see what you think. And if you've got any thoughts, please do share them with me, joe at powertolivemore.com. Again, the show notes are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 122. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.